0: Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Donald Trump is getting indicted, drag queens take over the country music television awards, and a majority of young Americans are too fat, stupid, and crazy to join the military. This is Can't Cancel Rob Smith. All right, problematics. Look, let's just get into it right now. I did not do an episode on the Trump indictment information last week because I really did want to launch this Fitness Friday thing, and I really do want to talk about things other than politics from time to time. Mondays and Fridays will be politics-free episodes. I mean, there's, you know, everything's political because we're talking about uh, values, but they won't be explicitly about politics. So. I'm going to tell you what I think about the Trump indictment, uh, about all of this stuff, and I know that this is what everybody's talking about, and I know that you know the, the, the podcast space is so saturated, and you're hearing this person, that person, et cetera, et cetera, but it is what's going on, and I have to tell you what I honestly think about it, and first of all, before I even get into this, I need to be honest about the fact, not honest, but I just need to be clear that it's not about Trump. I am tired of talking about Donald Trump. This country has done nothing but obsess with Donald Trump since 2015. I'm tired of it. You are likely tired of it. Um, it just like I am just tired of talking about Donald Trump. Like it has been dissected and analyzed in so many different ways. People's entire identity are around either supporting him or not supporting him or being anti him or pro him or all of this other stuff. Um, I have personally I personally tuned out of a lot of the, the Trump stuff a long time ago because it had really started to bore me. And I'm just going to be completely honest, the whole thing is boring. But this indictment is not boring. And the, the, this is the reason I want to talk about the indictment as opposed to talking about, oh, well, Trump did this, or his lawyer said this, et cetera, et cetera. The point about the indictment is this, and and especially the fact that He's literally flying to New York right now to be booked and fingerprinted and, and arrested and all of this stuff. It is, it is a humiliation ritual. They are humiliating Donald Trump. Okay? So that is what this is all about. And when you zoom outside of just Trump, and you think about Donald Trump as a symbol for corruption and for unchecked power and for the powers that be in this country and in this world that want to oppress people, want to keep people down, want to fold the full force of the federal government against them um, to humiliate them, to embarrass them, to destroy them, to end them, to do all of this stuff. When you zoom out of it and think of it in that way, Donald Trump becomes a symbol. He becomes a symbol of all of the ways that a lot of us have been exposed to and and our eyes open to over the past couple of years of just how corrupt this society is, just how corrupt the left um, and leftists and and those who run the Democrat Party are right now. It becomes a symbol of that. And Trump used to say this all the time, you know, when he was running in 2020, when he was president, he said, they're not after me, they're after you. And that was a very powerful point. And it's a powerful message. And the message is to the normal people, to the layperson, to people like you and I that are watching this, if you are thinking about standing up to this system, if you're thinking about speaking out against it, if you're thinking about building something that is Um, opposite of it. If you think that you are going to take us down, look at what we did to someone who used to be the president of the United States. It is a very, very powerful and by the way, terrifying message to send to people. It's scary. And not only is it scary what they're doing to Donald Trump, and, and these are obviously you know pun you know pun intended these are trumped up charges. Uh, these were charges that you know the prosecutors passed on these charges. They they were not even misdemeanors, and then, so it, there was all this stuff that happened with it. And so it's also blatantly, explicitly, nakedly political. That the scary thing about this and the thing that makes it so bad and the thing that makes it so scary and dangerous for our society, for America, is that it sets this awful precedent going here on out. It sets a really, really bad, scary, dangerous precedent. Because the precedent that it's setting right now is that these institutions, the district attorneys... The federal government, the FBI, the all of this other stuff, and I don't get into deep state theatrics. I I believe that there is a deep state. I do believe in it. I don't. T- I tend not to go down that rabbit hole because it can take you to some pretty crazy places, and I prefer to stay grounded in somewhat sa- sanity, as sane as we can be when we're seeing the destruction of all of our once trusted institutions. Um. In the trust in all of our once trusted institutions being pretty much obliterated on a daily basis. And the reason why that trust is being obliterated and the reason why the powers that be feel comfortable to obliterate it is because they've spent the last eight years of all of our lives turning the hate machine up on one person to the level... To a level that I have never seen before. The likes of which I do not know that this country has seen before. This is a very specific and new moment in this country where we have all the mass media. We have Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and all that stuff, which we know is a documented fact, at least with Twitter, that these were basically arms of Democrat Party, arms of liberal operatives. And you better be... You know, you you better believe that if what we know from Twitter is true, and this has been verified, that the same thing is going on 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 Google and Facebook and anywhere else you can think of, right? So we know these things now. You're not a crazy person to say this. We have seen all of this stuff. All of the information is out there. And so it is only the people that are not awake to this and that do not have all the facts that will look at you like a crazy person when you say all of these things and I've gone I do not I I don't get into this stuff with liberal friends of mine because number 1 you know I do this for a living so I see this stuff every single day like 40 hours a week right if you if you're a pro, if you're diehard problematic and you listen to me Um, In a couple other podcasts, like maybe you're consuming this stuff maybe three, four, five hours a week. Imagine if you're doing this seven to ten hours a day every single day, like five days a week. (laughs) Sometimes on the weekends, you see a lot of stuff because everything happens so quickly nowadays. But anyway, like I'm saying we have never seen the hate machine being turned on one human being ever the way that we saw it turned on Donald Trump from the entertainment industry to the um what <laughs> was formerly known as the journalism industry. I don't know what they're doing at this point besides propaganda um, from the all of the nonprofit little liberal leaning organizations that all had to turn up like all of these things happened. And so now at this point that it's kind of subsided a little bit. The hate machine has subsided, right? The hate machine has done its job. It it's almost like in the movie 1984, the book, when they have all the people gathered and they play the image on the screen, and then everybody screams and yells and, and like that is literally like we have been living in 1984 uh, for the past eight years. This is what they did to Donald Trump. And if you are a sane person, if you've kept your wits about you as the the world has gone completely insane over the past eight years, look at the BLM hysteria uh, that of a couple of years ago, at the trans drag hysteria that's going on right now. We're in this, this weird moment. I'll get into that um, later on this show. But if you have been able to keep your wits about you during this entire period – you will be able to look back and forth and say that this is completely insane. I remember living, you know, all of us remember living through all, I remember it was three years ago. I remember living through this BLM moment and having my wits about me and, and having a higher level um than normal degree of media literacy because this is literally what I've been doing for the past 15 years and I have a graduate degree in this stuff and all that so I think it's safe to say that I have a nor I have a higher than normal degree of le- media literacy than the average bear and I saw exactly what was happening through these periods exactly what was happening with BLM this was Um, A Democrat thing, they were, you know, colluding with Antifa. They were bailing these people out. They wanted to burn down this country in order to take power again. These people will do anything. And if you can't look at what happened with BLM in 2020 and think that these people are not capable of anything and think that these people will not do anything, then you really have not been paying attention and you are still asleep. And I'm going to go ahead and take a break, and I'm going to get back to Trump right after the break. All right, Problematics, welcome back. Okay, so, so back to Trump and back to, to what we're seeing right here. What we're seeing is, like I said, the complete erosion of trust in our public institutions. I personally... As somebody who served the country, as somebody who is a sane person, as somebody who believes in the rule of law and law and order and all of those those crazy you know, right-wing lunatic things I do believe in, have always believed in, I now, and th- this is coming from somebody who loves America, who has always had respect and admiration for these institutions, um, up to and including public office, up to and including the FBI, the DOJ, all of these other things, these institutions to me have no credibility anymore and that's one of the saddest things to say they have no credibility because if you are a right-leaning person or even if you are a liberal that still has a brain in their head and has still not went over to Looney Tunes leftism yet because by the way um, a lot of these, there. I don't know that there are any old school liberals left. I think that they are all Looney Tunes leftists at this point. And the only people that are pretending to be old school liberals are, again, serving a function to the mainstream media because they have, they have realized that they have to ratchet the crazy down just a little bit. But no, these people are still crazy. These people are still radical. These people know exactly what's going on on the ground, just as you and I do. But depending on what area that they have decided to be propagandists for. If they have decided to be propagandists for the mainstream media, like, you know, the Don Lemons of the world, then they're going to sit on a set and they're going to play their role. If they have decided to be a Democrat propagandist for the entertainment world, they're going to take their marching orders from Democrats. They're going to say the right things, do the right things, do TikTok dances with Stacey Abrams if you're Kerry Washington, and they're going to collect their checks and they're going to, you know, they're going to keep it moving. Right? So, if you are not... What was the point I was making? The point I was making is this. So, all of these people really know. The liberals and the left and the Democrats, they all really know. They know what's going on. They know what the agenda is. They know what the goal is. The goal is is communism. The goal is socialism. And what they don't realize is that whenever it happens, and I do believe we've come as close as we've ever come as a country to uh, communism and socialism and and all of that other stuff, and I don't think the country is going there because I think that it was too much too soon. They overplayed their hand. They showed too much too soon, too fast, and America is going to go back in the other direction in a very hard way, I believe. But so now these institutions, for me as a a person that believes in these institutions, that used to, they have no credibility anymore. And so like I said, if you're a liberal that still has a brain in your head, you would look at what's going on with Donald Trump. And you know deep down if if you're a liberal or an independent that is smart enough to... Be objective about things and take whatever it is that you think or you've read about Donald Trump out of it. Like Remove that from the equation. You know, on a fundamental basis, there's something that is deeply wrong about this. There's something that it, it's like this turning point that the country has come to. And there is no turning back from this. Because now, and, and this is a scary part, and this is, again, liberals... They think very long-term in some ways, and they think very short-term in other ways. So they think in long-terms about their long-term plans for to usher in uh, communism and socialism into this country. They think long-term in that way. And I still believe that there are long-term plans that they have right now. There are just some things that are on the burner. Like every once in a while, remember when we were hearing about pack the Supreme Court for five minutes, and then we didn't hear anything about that for a while. You better believe that there's some nonprofit. That is being funded right now to expand the Supreme Court, that is going to be working on doing that for the next 30 to 40 years. And I guarantee you that those people are going to put things in place to expand the Supreme Court in 30 to 40 years because this, has, this is how the left works. This is also why the right loses because the right doesn't think long term, they always think short term and they're always playing on defense, <laughs> which is why I've sort of tapped out of. You know, waving the red flag for you know Republican politicians because it's like they're they're losers. Repu- the Re- Republicans lose; they always lose. All they know how to do is lose, and sometimes I think they lose on purpose. And they will lose again. You know, probably in twenty twenty four. And and I'm just sorry. Like that's real talk. They're, they they will li- they will likely lose because they're terrible at planning. But anyway, I say all this to say that. The trust that we've had in these institutions is over. It's done. It's eroded. Uh, Donald Trump is going to go down in history for a lot of different things, but I think that he's going to go down in history the most as, you know, the left wants him to go down in history as being, oh, the first ex-president indicted, blah, blah, blah. (sighs) History is not going to be kind to these behaviors. In 30, 40, 50, 60 years, people are going to look back at this moment and thank God for people like Tucker Carlson and, and, and the people who are really protected right now, who are really making it their lives their life's work to document this moment in American history. You have to document this moment because people will will look back at this stuff and they will think that we all collectively lost our minds between 2007 and maybe 2027 when ever, when things start sort of getting back to some semblance of sanity and the left thinks that Trump is going to go down in history as the first uh in you know uh in twice impeached and indicted and all that stuff and his mugshot and all this other thing they think that this is going to be a source of scorn and this is what I have to tell the left. And and again, as somebody that is in a lot of ways objective about this now, because I've tapped out of the I have tapped out of the waving the Trump flag or the Nikki Haley flag or the Tim Scott's flag or the DeSantis flag or whatever, I'm out of that because it's too constricting. And it gets to the point where, oh, well, you know, if if Trumps follow you, then you have to say this. And, oh, if DeSantis follows you, you have to say this and blah, blah, blah. That's no way to live. It's no way to be real with my audience. And that's what a lot of people say. And I still don't call myself a journalist, but my only responsibility is to my audience. Like, my only responsibility is to keep it real with you guys. My responsibility is not to carry water for politicians. And I've tapped out of that. But a lot of people, I can look at this objectively and say that this is going to martyr Donald Trump. He will be even bigger than he was before. The people that may have been convinced, I think, to go for somebody else, whether it's in the primary um, or the general in, in 2024, I think that it's going to solidify him as the front runner for the nomination. Whether you like it or not, that is what this behavior will do. Because now he's martyred. Now he's a symbol. And now it really is about him. And now he is the symbol for fighting back against, if you want to call it the deep state, if you want to call it uh, the Biden administration, the the far-left liberal extremes, all of that stuff. And for me... To wrap up this Trump segment, because I, I would like to talk about something. As a matter of fact, you know what? Let me just get into this. Um, I will just make this entire pod uh, about Trump. And, and for me, the, the thing is this. I hope that Trump can do what needs to be done. I hope that when Trump does get this nomination, and I am now more convinced than ever that he will get the nomination, my hope is that Donald Trump can do what needs to be done to get the presidency and to do the work that needs to be done if and when he steps foot into the White House. My hope is that they've learned enough to step outside, to step away from the drama and away from the BS and away from the arguing with celebrities and away from the arguing with journalists and and all of that stuff. That is what I would hope. In order for that to happen, he's probably going to need some better people around him. I don't think that he's surrounded by the best right now. And that is just being completely honest. I don't think he's surrounded by the best. I think that this is going to martyr him. I think that this is going to make him even bigger than he ever was. And I think that the left thinks, they, number one, they are elevating him on purpose because they want him to be the nominee. He is the person that they think that they can be. I am becoming less convinced that that is true. I am becoming less convinced that that's going to be an easy win. I'm becoming less convinced that people won't go for him in the general. I just do not know. But what I do know from the left is that if you were elevated, if the left and all of these people plan these things out, if you're elevating this man because you think that he's the one that you can beat and you think that you're going to turn on, you're going to flip a switch and kind of turn on the same hate machine that we've all seen for the past eight years, I do not know that that is true. Now, there's a part of me that does think, yes, probably another Republican would have a lot less baggage and a lot less drama. But I also know how people feel about Donald Trump. It may not be a feeling that I particularly have as strongly as I know that people do. But to deny that feeling and to deny that sort of connection that people feel towards him, which I personally do think um, can border on the culty, and that's just me keeping it 100% real. I think that some people's obsession with Trump... Neither either, I, I think that people have Trump derangement syndrome and Trump savior syndrome. I think that they're two sides of the same coin. I don't know. It, objectivity when it comes to Donald Trump is something is something that is just not in large supply. And it's really funny. A, a lot of the reason why, you know the left and, and even you know, I brought up Megan Kelly earlier the reason that the left hates her now is because they wanted Megan Kelly to come out and be anti-Trump. Megan Kelly has had more personal experience with Trump than most. She has had she has been in the battlefield with that. She did that. All right. And the reason that the left hates her is because they wanted her they wanted to use her to be anti-Trump and Megan Kelly said no, I am a journalist. I am going to continue to be objective and she calls it how she sees it. What are her politics, who knows? She has never explicitly said anything. She worked for Fox News. Yeah, she says things even now to this day that that are definitely conservative, but we don't know we do not know who this woman votes for. All right. But I brought her up to make the point that I Moving forward into this next phase of my political commentary and all the things that I do for you guys and 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 we're about to start this you know we're we're gonna put the put the battery pack in this podcast and and we're gonna we're gonna really start going places with this thing um things behind the scenes are going on to where we're gonna get we're gonna get really ready to to make this podcast and to make my voice and to make all of this stuff what it needs to be and I got to tell you this there's going to be a a a made there is a major dearth of objective voices when it comes to Trump and what i would like to do is i would like to be objective when it comes to Trump i do not know who i'm voting for in the primary i do not know who i'm going to pull the lever for um in 2024 i don't know if i'm going to pull the lever for anybody in 2024 Depending on how I feel and depending on what the options are. I'm very open about the fact that I did not vote in 2016. I voted for Obama twice. I didn't vote in 2016. And I voted for Trump in 2020. So what I'm going to try to do moving forward is to be as objective a voice when it comes to all of this stuff. And particularly with Donald Trump um, and the Republican primary and all of this other stuff as possible. I think that that's what I owe you guys. And I think that if this is to be big, if this platform is to be bigger, and if this platform is to be better, and if it's going to do what I believe in, then it really does need to be objective. And I really do need to step away from, you know, no, like, and 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 I'll say this before, like, I've had dinner with Trump's before. It's on my social media if you guys follow me. Like, I've had dinner with, with Eric and Laura. They're acquaintances of mine. I've had, you know, I I am friends with people in the DeSantis circle as well. Like, I am a media and political commentator. I'm a media personality. This doesn't work unless I stay objective. Because if I don't at least try to stay objective and tell you guys what I really think and sacrifice some of that access that I do have and have gotten and all of that stuff to tell you what I really think, then what I'm doing doesn't matter. Because then I'm just another propagandist. And there's enough propagandists out there So I'm going to give it to you guys straight And giving it to you straight about what's going on with Donald Trump And this indictment right now um, Is me telling you guys that it's ridiculous That it's a joke, that it's bad, that it's un-American That it will do more to erode the trust in American institutions Than I think anything that I can remember in my lifetime And that is the honest truth, folks All right, Problematics, thank you so much for joining me. You can join me Monday through Friday with Can't Cancel Rob Smith on Apple Podcasts, iHeart Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.